0: This Week in Sleaze, with your hosts, the great lord, Joshua Riegel, and Sleazy K.
1: This podcast has been rated category 3. No one under 18 may be permitted. Let's talk some fucking ripping off, or ripoff. Uh, The Untold Story was hot shit, and made ripples, including during the award season. So, at least one set of makers squeezed in the idea of doing their own bun man, amidst a prostitution and cop story 2. Three in one, essentially. Clearly having trouble coming up with an English name that would evoke The Untold Story. What they settled on, these makers, was The Untold Story, was the original, that title. What they settled on was The Unpublicizable File. <laughs> Talk about... Trying to squeeze blood out of a like a rock or a, however you say it. Like imagine the dialogue uh, when they sat there in the offices trying to come up with an English title. So let's start, guys. The, the is good. That's good. The is good. That's awesome. That's genius. No one's gonna accuse of of ripping off. Um, mm, 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 t- no, no 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 no. Um per um per Per is good. It's almost a word size, size talk about size, unpublished size fine, publicizable. and file untold told story, unpublicizable file it doesn't make sense, good, cut the print movie, don't release it, it's out of the cinema in one week anyway, so who cares ta-da, <laughs> category free movie
0: you know what uh, David Lynch would say about all this, what would David Lynch say Josh <laughs> ideas, they, sometimes they come out of the sky like balloons, <laughs> and you grab a hold of them and then you just see where they take you.
1: <laughs> Therefore, the unpublicizable file. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Therefore, the unpublicizable file.
1: So uh, that's the movie we're going to review. We're going to review a uh, rip-off of The Untold Story. Not a good one, but a ripoff nonetheless. So, uh, you know, you, you, you get what you get with these kind of uh, makers. It's, uh, you know, we, we, with such a, like... Uh, what are we gonna call it? Can we uh, the unspoken tale? No, everybody's gonna think it's Lord of the Rings or something. Like, uh, go with the unpublicizable file. You know, it, it's actually like the last resort in terms of a title. It almost mm-hmm. sounds like we, we've gone through the, um, the, you know, our thesaurus or whatever <laughs> to come up with alternate words for for shit. And this is, this is what we end up we end up with. But uh, that's the first half. Also, we're gonna. We have, and we're going to share, uh, an erotic journey into a Thai prison camp. You know what that was like. And that erotic journey is called, lo and behold, this is David Lynch, genius again, erotic journey. <laughs> and the balloons come
0: down. <laughs> <laughs> the balloons, she grab the balloons out of the sky. <laughs> that was like an actual interview written with him one time.
1: Well, that, that that would be applicable. Uh, 1988, David Lynch, and 2017, David Lynch. He would, he he would be like that and uh, have a ball uh, doing so. Anyway, my name is Leeds Kane. With me is the very much publicizable Great Lord Josh Arrigo.
0: Put me in your papers, all you want.
1: Exactly. Yeah, well, you are on a career path that could mean that you would be publicised, right? Doesn't it work that way? in the uh, or nurses don't get like uh, papers publicised or shit.
0: Ah, oh, they do when you get into, like, grad school and everything like that, which is going to come eventually, but uh, nothing I write will be worthy of print, so...
1: Well, if they ever find your notes at work, like, the balloons come down, like, He he's not ready yet.
0: <laughs> what is this about a,
1: a giant dancing with a horse in a kitchen?
0: What's going
1: on there? Like, like, Doc is my pulse, okay? But balloons are coming down, so the pulse is low. <laughs> <laughs> Take a break, Joshua. <laughs> 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 I can watch more Twin Peaks. God damn it, he's doing it again. Um, anyway, we're gonna. Move. It's very topical. This Twin Peaks are all the rage while we're doing this, you know. But, but, yes. but then again, it's a Sunday, and it's uh, and the show is not even fucking on for some reason. Like they open it for like premiere date next week nothing well it, it's like
0: this <laughs> they did um on the premiere day they did episodes one and two but oh. at the same time on their streaming services like if you sign up through amazon.com or something like that you show up sign up for showtime which i did 8.99 a month or something but sign up for that you can you could stream uh, episodes three and four
1: oh. so
0: so tonight it's sunday and they're gonna. St- They're going to finally, you know, quote-unquote premiere episodes three and four. Oh, so
1: it's on, but it's not a show that's new.
0: Right. It's like I've already watched these episodes three and four twice, so... (laughs) I may watch it again tonight.
1: I'm, I'm very happy that it's uh, making ripples in a good way, than Like, what's this? Everybody's lost their touch, and everybody's looking old and bored. Like, it seems like uh, stuff is going on. Like, it's a natural extension of uh, season two. Uh, I've not watched it yet. Uh, I'm gonna eventually, because I'm a big, big fan and all of that. But uh, don't ask me to, like, provide interpretation and all of that. Um. If I can, I can, uh, otherwise I'll just watch it and sort of experience it. Like, uh, watching Firewalk Walk With Me recently, there's stuff in there I don't understand, but there's stuff in there that's very poignant and affecting, too, which is very Lynch, you know. Just think of the uh, last shot in Firewalk With Me, though, where, where you see Laura mm-hmm. Palmer cry. That's, yeah. I get that, but uh, don't ask me to explain, like, what the beings are and what they mean and all of that.
0: Like, what are the people above the gas station or whatever? I think uh, if you like the the surrealist touch, like uh, I'm really glad that they put all four of those first episodes up at once because if I just saw episodes one and two, it's not that they're bad; it's just that mindfuck. Yeah, a total mindfuck for like two hours, hmm. and then it, and it moves at that like Lynchian crawl, like that sometimes, like you know, kind of a head ish, you know, mm-hmm. where it's just you know. Two people staring at each other for, you know, an elongated period. And, you know, if you come in kind of expecting that typical Twin Peaks vibe, you know, where it's like, okay, you know, we got a little bit you know of madness with, you know, some other stuff to kind of keep you hooked to an actual story. You know, you don't really get that in the first two episodes. You get just complete madness for two hours. <laughs> it, it, it's really testing of your patience. But then I went to episodes three and four. It started to have a, a cohesiveness to it. There started to develop like subplots that seemed like they had logic to them. You know, even though even though there's so much stuff that's just like crazy, but there still seems to be a guiding force behind it, which is what you kind of hope for. And by see by the episode four, I was like completely hooked. I was like, okay, I can see this being a continuation of Twin Peaks. You know makes sense now.
1: A risky venture to not play it safe, but uh, that speaks to the fact that they gave him uh, freedom to uh, to be him, rather than uh, water down David Lynch in 2017.
0: You'll watch it the first two episodes and you'll go, "Wow, this actually was on television."
1: <laughs> you know. That's what we thought back in the day too. How can how can this be on television? We used a Dynasty. <laughs> Who
0: shot J.R.?
1: Exactly. That that was the height of tension and drama back in the day. mm mm-hmm. Mhm my friend, let's uh, do some very brief contact information, I usually like to get this show on the road, even though we've, uh, we're stuck in Twin Peaks uh, territory here but regardless, uh, find uh, all you need in terms of social media, links and relevant show links for this episode over at podcastonfire.com and there uh, you have plenty of shows to choose from, as always, including this one on category 3 movies, and uh, my uh, links to my uh, review site, sogoodreviews.com and so forth, it's all there, so uh, go to podcastonfire.com for all your podcast on 5 network needs and in the meantime we're going to take a short musical break before we review the uh, aptly title because it's a rip-off it m- must have a very strange like a uh, strange title the unpublicizable file it's a rip-off of the untold story and it's from 1993 as well it's timely in that regard and uh, after a musical break we'll be back to break it down just how bad it is so, so yes spoiler but uh, regardless uh, we will be back <laughs> Welcome back, and the first review is a rip-off of The Untold Story. As I said, I like to say that. It's, it, amuse, it amuses me that something that rips off The Untold Story isn't called something akin to it, but something that's o- almost a mirror opposite, yet not. The unpublicizable file. It's such a strange title. Uh, and plot from my review of the film. Jumping back and forth between the following plot strands. Liang, played by Yu Gambo, works at a restaurant. Struggling, He is struggling with gambling habits, and in general is being looked... A downer because he's a cripple. I don't. They, you never really see him act that out. You know, cripple. What? Where? And but he, he has a limp every now and again, a very bad, very bad limp. Anyway, crossing the line uh, by uh, actually um, murdering one perceived oppressor, he quickly disposes uh, of the party into the meat supply in the restaurant. So here we go, Batman Two.
0: Waka waka
1: waka waka. He's. Um, Seen in one scene giving an elixir, he says it's an elixir, to vicious triad boss Kao to cure his impotency. But within the low-rent whorehouse, Kao and gang are losing control. All while the police, headed by otherwise category 3 villain William Ho, try and uh, seek out solutions for both the murder cases at hand here. So yeah, sort of three plot strands in one. And I have some notes on why that is probably the best idea for this movie. Yeah, but anyway, uh, I'm not going to do my short opinion. Do my short opinion first. I want you to do your short opinion first, Joshua. What did you think of the unpublicizable fight?
0: Sometimes when things are unpublicizable they should remain unpublicized. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I, you know, it, it, it delivers I guess what you expect of it. You know, there's some boobs, or some blood. You know, so, I mean, how bad can it really be? Then you try to decipher what's actually going on in the plot and that it's not the best movie to review, you know, because, like, God knows what's happening at any given moment, which is actually something that can be said about both of our films. Yeah,
1: pretty much so. I mean, the through line of the movie, it's basic, it's functional, it can do some exploitation and violence. It's not interested in anything else, really. But wisely, it takes the three ideas... The Bunman idea, whorehouse <laughs> whore prostitute movie idea, and the cop movie, and mm-hmm. makes it all into one movie rather than three struggling movies. You know what I mean? Like yes. I'm convinced these were free ideas, but they sort of just in a blender. There we go. Because why wouldn't you rip off something that has created ripples, especially since it since it won an award? Um, so it it, make, it makes sense, but I'm sort of surprised why we didn't get more. I can't think of many other Bunmen other than when the actual Untold Story 2 came out, which wasn't connected to, to the first one. Anthony's in it, but it's a different uh, role. But it's actually not a bad movie. Uh, made in 1998, so it was way way down the line. Um, you know, it, it's uh, and true crime movies were plenty anyway uh, during 1993, even though not all tackled the same crime. So even though this doesn't seem like a true crime movie. It it just is a product of the time and I'm not surprised at all it came out like that. And then and one of the only good things I can say about it, truly good things, is yes, it took three ideas and made one movie. But it's it kind of shows that everything's crammed into one and the connective tissue is very threadbare. Yeah, you know, ca- characters do appear in the same scenes but that's just the basic sort of uh, you know one of the things in my notes is that the filmmaker just puts it there you know what I mean like it's supposed to be there that makes it a film right so let's just right p- put the thing there good it's still running it's a movie still <laughs>
0: it's a movie they have names the characters do some stuff happens
1: any um uh, promise initially when we see um the you know crazily violent uh sort of um unwarranted violent um opening murder you know the, the psycho chase psychos chasing the woman in the rain uh, any promise to that you know it's uh, it, it, it's certainly blue and rainy
0: mm-hmm. you almost forget that that happened <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, like really i mean that is does that ever factor
1: into nope, the plot? No, I mean, supposedly no, okay. it's a prostitute running away from the from the whorehouse, and we and one of the characters uh-huh. is one of the two sort of gods of the prostitutes, I suppose. But if we, it's the kind of movie where you know the chasing psychos are overacting and they're stabby and they're getting lone wolf and cub style blood shot back at them. Type oh, of thing. There's some
0: there's some overacting in this, God. But yeah, I mean. It's bloody like the like you said the lone wolf and cub type thing. The guy does a little slash and he gets splattered with red paint. You know, so uh, you know. I mean, it did it did seem promising for sure. Like, all right, cool. I like where this is headed.
1: It's the extent of how well they can do effects, though, because normally it's. I mean, I mean, I might as well ask. Like, do we get like an onslaught of on-screen gore and flesh and meat and bloody murder or?
0: it's pretty much all off screen like towards the end we get some you know bodies being cut up but even that is like you know kind of hidden from the camera there's something blocking and you know characters oh here's a hand and things like that so you get a little a little taste of the violence but it's it's nothing like untold story
1: no and and it doesn't seem like a movie that had time for this anyway to to one have an effects budget or two to even do stop and do effects because it's uh, you know, trekking along and moving along at a pace. And and yeah, and, and then you cut to one of the stores and it's the indifferent prostitute smoking uh, pot all day.
0: <laughs> Another thing so weird. <laughs>
1: And 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 they just sit... I mean, yeah, they they they're trying to paint this world as gritty, and uh, they, this is not uh, this uh, glamorous uh, glamorous like PR club as we see in some some of these um, uh, call cool girl movies. But for me, the movie might it simply looks like it's shot at boring locations rather than being gritty and real.
0: They obviously didn't have a budget at all, because like you said, it's like no club or anything like that. It's literally just like an apartment building the same one they keep coming back to you know and they to insert the grittiness they have like you said this the pot smoking which of course somehow leads to the heroin use and then there's like
1: that's how that's how politicians li- like to uh <laughs> exactly. li- like to connect uh, drug use like uh, if you smoke you're straight on to heroin man
0: you're gonna be shooting shooting up the horse baby but then there's like uh <laughs> there's a suicide in the same apartment. You, can, you know, there's multiple sex scenes in the same apartment. You, and you just nothing get used on to it. the
1: walls. Like it's so effing boring. It's like it's like in those IFT egg movies shell. where you have Mike Abbott sitting in boardrooms and there's nothing on the walls and it's all eggshell colored wall, as you said. <laughs> you know. So I mean, they they take what they can find, I suppose. But it's not something that translates to you being uncomfortable or anything.
0: If Abbott had been in this film, how much do you think that would have improved it?
1: Well, a little bit more because I it would be, it would have been a recognition factor and I like Mike. So, like, hey.
0: Burly Englishman going exactly. around. <laughs> oh, Gonna
1: be the ultimate ninja in the unpublicizable file. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been the ultimate ninja. <laughs> William Ho plays against type. It's amusing and it's enjoyable just how basic and just Fred Bear everything is here. William Hope plays a police officer of some high authority.
0: Who seems to sit down throughout most of the movie. Exactly.
1: He walks around the table once. <laughs> oh, and, but mostly sits down. So it's that kind of, you, you can just sort of put yourself in the mindset of the industry that everything's moving so fast. We got William for like an hour. So let's just yeah. have him sit and answer the phone twice and walk around the table once. And then he's often... So it, it right. speaks to what it was like that's not an, an excuse for because the movie doesn't prove to be like this uh riot or anything it's just you can just imagine that they got william for like a, an hour or two and he brought the suit right what if
0: hollywood like worked like that you know like it's like <laughs> brad pitt signing up to random movies you know and like then you get friggin brad pitt and american guinea pig because <laughs> because he's like in one scene as like a priest yeah, sir, or something. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, like sir. We're that. gonna get him. <laughs> <laughs> Next scene, people being chopped up and turned into grinders and stuff.
1: But but yeah. but if any if there's any promise, you know, because it's it's gonna contain the graphic stuff. It's gonna hopefully contain the atmospheric stuff. It is in the Bunman uh, segments and the character of Liang i i enjoy the movie as i said because uh, of its um it's clearly a product that doesn't care if it's uh, good or bad it just mm-hmm. it just matters that it is an untold story ripoff but at least there's an atmos some atmos in the uh, uh back room set mm-hmm. where Liang works uh, you know yeah. uh, oh what do you think of uh, the, the things that goes on there atmospheric wise and graphic wise i don't know
0: for one it, it's a little bit too dark. So sometimes it's hard to see exactly what kind of gory shenanigans are going on in there. But uh, and I do wish that we saw more of it because it seems like it takes you know half the movie to get your first scene in there pretty much.
1: Yeah, yeah, you see him caressing the meat. Uh, yes, I said caressing yeah. the meat. But uh <laughs> you know and uh, so you you sort of get an idea that he's uh, he's, he's very at the very least he's angry, you know, and and there's a right. music sting when he enters like the Exactly. <laughs> oh, speaking of music by the way. I, sometimes I think it's just charming how low budget movies work. Um, they they need to layer in Music too, add to the fact that this is a busy restaurant and there might be a radio on in the background, but the music is layered in so poorly. And for some reason, I think they put um, the uh, music from Enigma in there. Enigma, this uh, uh, s- sort of, um, no. it sounds like that uh, very, um, you can hear like monks chanting a little bit. Like uh, Enigma was this sort uh, of electronic can act. Say we'll <laughs> Not uh, I'm thinking, thinking of Enya.
0: In, yeah. uh, Enigma oh. was
1: um, essentially very sort of ambient, beat driven, synthesizer electronica, but uh, it had a little church, sort of relig- religious feel to it. Early 90s, uh, sort of uh, MTV, uh, MTV pop- popularized it and all of that. So it's so badly layered in because they, the restaurant is mostly empty. And uh, so they just sort of maybe tape some shit off the radio and layer it in into this 35mm movie. <laughs> really unprofessionally and i kind of like that well they, they tried they kind of tried
0: i guess you could kind of get like
1: it's not even cantopop music they use they use something mm-hmm. wes- western or even european enigma might have been european actually between
0: both movies i think still have like that like a cop action movie beat that comes in anytime police officers you know what i'm saying like i've often wondered like where the hell they get this music from because obviously i doubt they're paying anybody and to actually make it so they're just stealing it from somewhere and it just seems like the same thing in every you know cop action sequence in every low budget hong kong film ever made
1: yeah, maybe they just own a limited amount of soundtracks or something, and and put that to use in movies. Because
0: uh, you, you would get, like, the professional version of that, and, like, the John Woo pictures and stuff like that, you know? With, like, the, they'd probably throw in a sexy sax riff or something like that, but, like, these movies just get, like, just the basics, like...
1: It's a porno as well. Um, initially, it doesn't seem like it's interested in the porno at all. Because <laughs> uh, w- uh, w- one of the first sex scenes merely starts and then the, the director pans over to the the only thing they have on their walls. It's not a painting. It's not a poster. It's a little picture of uh, two people uh, backlit uh, on a beach. So it just sort of starts the foreplay and then now nah, we're done. Let's zoom in on that thing instead. Cut, Prince. <laughs> Romantic. Like, d- does it need the sex to save it? Uh, I don't know. I think it needs the graphic stuff to save it, like atmos and like an increased horror vibe. But d- d- it's not on the cards that that's gonna uh, be in there. So it merely sort of does, and it merely sort of puts stuff. You know, it- it's it's workmanlike, but not in a very positive way.
0: The sex is just there to pad out the timing, like, oh. it's just oh, God, just yes. to get us to eighty minutes, and <laughs> let's go.
1: That's about it. There, it. It's not terribly interesting in the fake humping either in terms of filming it in a sensual and stylish way. It it, it does amuse me when, when it is simply just pick a boring bedroom, film two people, tilt the camera up, tilt the camera down, tilt it to the side, tilt it to the other side, layer in some music from the radio or something, and uh, don't bother about romantic connections because uh, who needs that? So, in in a way that's you you have to be sort of in with the yeah. category-free genre if you're going to find that amusing because obviously it's it's boring filler. I mean, if uh, I wouldn't judge anyone if they get a boner watching this, but it's certainly not the eroticism one or one this.
0: You know, and it's kind of weird because we I, f- I feel like we get the same sex scene like three times between like the same people, the um the bosses. Uh, mistress and one of the peons for the gang or whatever they keep going at it and uh in the same eggshell white like uh bedroom and they do it like uh three times The third time they're interrupted right
1: yeah like was- I, yeah i think so yeah, don't they it's so weird like don't they blackmail them into having sex with them because they say like instead of them doing drugs they better fuck them instead there's a weird element of the girls blackmailing the guys into sex. Her, she said, like, she's the mistress or whatever, and she's like, if you don't have sex with
0: me, I'm going to tell the boss that you raped me. Oh. And so and so he's like, okay, well, I guess i got no choice we're going to have sex. And,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked it if that was the dialogue. <laughs> not sure. it's like, balloons are coming down. I guess we're going to have sex now.
0: Balloons. You see this, well...
1: Cut to the balloons, like you know, instead of shooting sex like cut the balloons. <laughs> Coop, we've got to get to this.
0: <laughs> Albert,
1: Coop, Denise, what's going on in here? You're having sex Why is he rubbing on our breasts? The sounds remind me of a small chihuahua. Is it amusing to sort of watch it? and, and see, Because I, I bet you after a while just sort of saw through the movie and the producers train of thought like, okay, I know what they're doing here. So let, let, let's let just sort of be fascinated about how, if they do any good in terms of a ripoff production, because it's not going to bring originality so much. So why not just watch it with a different pair of eyes? Like, did that happen? Were you sort of thinking, well, let, let's watch producers do their best or worst here, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know this is just a straight up cash grab that's all it is you know and it
1: is that at all fascinating to sort of watch them absolutely yeah,
0: yeah I, I, I totally you know to me you know it's the same reason guys like us sit there and track down shit like uh, Dragon Lives Again or Clones of Bruce Lee
1: Shit, shit Dragon Lives Again shit Clones of Bruce Lee shit like pick a random Dragon Lee movie and then we'll have the discussion again
0: well, that's the thing, though. The reason those movies are exceptional is by how much of a cash grab they are. For sure. You know? Like, Tr- Dragon Lives Again's phenomenal because it's like, you know, not only are we going to rip off Bruce Lee's legacy, we're going to rip everyone off.
1: Popeye and Clint Eastwood and one on Swordsman and Emmanuel. And, you know. Hey, you guys ever seen a uh, Popeye uh,
0: cartoon? Let's get him in there, you know? it's uh, That that one is beyond touchable like this is the very poor form of that but it's the same idea that we're interested in that stuff
1: you know what's poor as well that it's you know yes it can't do the effects but Mm -hmm. it's it just glances over the main selling point because we have scenes where they do the chopping up off screen but it's so quick man he starts like chop and then cut two finished meat or sausages like it takes Mm -hmm. two cuts and then then the director is done with that It they they, they seem so content content with let's just whisper a little bit that we're untold story rip off and then move on because no one's going to be interested really in what we're doing so i I don't know it just fascinated me like okay we got okay so oh okay it's over now settling in for a little bit of atmosphere and stuff and then nope 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 we're we're done (laughs) we're done we're so done
0: It's amazing that they pad out this movie with sex scenes when they could have actually put in, like you said, I mean, it's very vague, the whole idea that he's, you know, putting this into the food and everything like that.
1: He's putting a lot, he has a lot of meat on standby. That was amusing (laughs) to me.
0: (laughs) But we're not actually given any of those scenes that, like, you know, really sell it, you know, Like, like in Untold Story, you know, Things, you know, the cops eating it, everybody eating it, there's a focus put on it. You know, it's just good craftsmanship versus this, where it's just like, uh, uh, you know, kind of say it. I mean, uh, do they really need more than that? I mean, it's just laziness.
1: But. Yeah, and even when they start to do scenes that are beat by beat, Anton's story, it, it's it's not necessarily purely the same, but there is a scene where they eat the meat, but this time they actually react to the fact that this tastes weird, this smells weird.
0: Which they didn't really do in uh, Untold Story. No, you know? it was all
1: num-num-num-num-num by, by that point. And, and and they find a body at the beach as well, and it, it stinks. so But but one thing that isn't here, and I mean, there's not a big discussion, but we're just going to say it anyway. The movie isn't comedic at all, actually. No, no. dopey cops as such. It's funny to watch how just how pathetic some things are, but it, it's not designed as a comedy.
0: You know, and so you get all the cops showing up there, and instead of having the funny Danny Lee type character. You just get like a bunch of cops who seem like they can't do their job. They're all vomiting and getting sick at the side of a dead body. And it's like, you're a fucking cop, man. <laughs> Pull your shit together.
1: Yeah. Really? Uh, the only, uh, piece of, um, uh, grit that I thought was effective is uh, you referenced the suicide scene and, uh, I, mm-hmm. you know the over, overflowing bathtub There's now obviously filled with red water because of the blood that was one of the only one or two instances where it genuinely looks unpleasant because the bathtub they have uh, or bathroom it sort of looks uh, grimy and the cinematography is as well so the ugly underworld is crafted okay for that 30 seconds but I don't think you know it just happened to come off that way uh, yeah. it, it isn't a, this made up set and style, where they crafted some great, great stuff. No, it's it's sort of as straightforward as the rest of the movies. It just happens to be slightly more unpleasant.
0: It did make me wonder, like, whose tub that was and whose floor was getting ruined with all that water being poured on top of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey! <laughs> you guys just said you were going to shoot in my apartment for, like, five minutes. What are you doing? Um, The ladies, I think, do okay in terms of selling the fake humping. I forgot to mention that earlier. The The guys... <laughs> I mean, some of them at least try and make it look like like they're fucking, you know, and the ladies react like at least they're into it somewhat. Like the other movie, there's a whole lot of problems with selling the fact that we're having convincing sex on screen. It just looks uh, awkward, but it's not great, but it's not Pauline Chan in the shower level depressing or anything.
0: (laughs) There's nothing that depressing. (laughs) Poor Pauline Chan.
1: Uh, because because visually this movie sort of is on the same level of that scene that they were uh, redone in uh, reused in uh, several movies, but uh, at least you know they're, they're they're into it. There's some noise in the sex scenes and the ladies do okay, but uh, obviously no no one is skilled to elevate uh, sensuality and stylistically and stuff.
0: That's one more, you know, th- positive thing you can say about the film. None of the n- nudity looks as if the you know main actresses were kidnapped. So, yep. there's
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> That's <There's> voluntary.
0: <laughs> it, it really looks voluntary that they got nu- nude in the film.
1: The second unpleasant uh, thing is, of course, the makeshift uh, torture method that the character of Kao... Cow- Uses for for some reason they have something in the ceiling where they can uh, they can uh, thread the rope through so they can tie that (laughs) prostitute you know uh, upside down uh, and tie to to tie rope to her feet. What a scene! it it is really me grasping for straws though in a way like I'm trying to find like what is effective, what isn't. But is stuff like that is it at all genuinely unpleasant when it goes into like punishment and torture territory, if you will?
0: Not really. I think the fact that he brings out a whip. And everything, like uh, the woman gets hung upside down basically with her crotch, you know, split in the air, kind of exposed. And the character brings out a whip, and I kind of get the feeling it's going for like a BDSM type, you know, feeling at that moment. And then the fucking director does this, you know, the shot goes from him going down her body with the whip, and then automatically we get a cut to him holding like a machete, and we get three swipes, and then we get a bunch of blood.
1: It's not action directing in terms of violence 101 one, one either, I suppose. Uh, Could
0: this have been cut, do you think? Or do you think it's just really bad filmmaking?
1: Uh, either or. I mean, there are cuts present in the movie. Some <clears> you, <throat> you can hear some audio jumps and stuff like that, but uh, I'm, I'm not too sure about that. Because what is there to cut, really? I mean, there's not that much graphic stuff I mean may, may, maybe maybe extended uh, like uh, hittings and blows and all of that that would have been cut but it's certainly no uh, nothing it does a gore to cut here
0: you don't go from a shot with a character holding a whip in his like right hand at tracing it down the woman's body and then in the very next shot have him holding a sword <laughs> you know no exactly it's, doesn't take a whole you don't have to go to film school to figure that one
1: out. Very much so. And and, and, and maybe indeed there is a, some shot missing. I didn't make the laser disc transfer or something like that. Who knows? Maybe it wasn't developed at the lab and they had to strung together the movie anyway. because. Uh,
0: well, hopefully the Blu-ray that uh, Criterion's working on It's gonna, you know, fix some of these issues.
1: Yeah, we we, we volunteer for the Criterion Corner uh, where we <laughs> where we di- we di- dissect this stuff and just and talk of just how many people fucked in this movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the real topic for the
1: next. Week. Exactly, um, the two movies out of three are done after one hour. Uh, they do a raid on the whorehouse, and uh, they're free. And they're, uh, we got cheery music for five seconds. Cut to Bondman lights. You know, we're done. We're done. They're free. They're free. There's no, we. There's no attempt of us having a connection to anyone. So why linger on stuff? Or at least they realize that that no one knows who these characters are. So like uh, free, boom. And then the Bondman movie takes up the uh, the rest of um, of the movie and. You know, same applies here, there's no real elevation in terms of graphic intensity, gritty intensity, it's just, oh, that's it. We've seen that with the lights coming in through the fan, okay, I like that in the first half hour, I still kind of Mm. like that, but there's nothing here that gets elevated, you know, there's no steady increase where we go like, whoa, at least one moment made us go, whoa, it's just sort of, (laughs) Okay. <laughs> the guy, lo- the guy looks good though. The, the guy that caused—he's got a mean yes. ponytail. He's got a- an attitude uh, that at least is uh, okay.
0: I-, I didn't think he was trying to completely rip off Anthony Wong either. You know, I thought he was trying to do his own thing. So I thought I enjoyed that about him.
1: Yeah, because Anthony uh, Anthony was genuinely scary when he—I uh, believe you had that note in the review we did where uh, Anthony doesn't scare us by shouting but rather than switching switching his demeanor ever so slightly you know uh a look in his eyes and, yeah. and that shaved head look look in the glasses this guy i, I love that <laughs> the first dishwasher guy the guy he kills uh, what is it what is it he wanted from him oh yeah there was um he he had a golden necklace right and yeah. so so the guy to sort of like okay I'll act nice and sort of uh, ease into this situation and manipulate him by simply hey can I borrow your necklace
0: <laughs> this was this was right after the same guy witnessed a conversation where he was trying to borrow money exactly. from the mafia guy who wouldn't loan him cash
1: so he was he, I love that that he why bother with a whole sp- hey. spiel just hey can i yeah. borrow it like <laughs> so i can imagine if he got it he would just like ha ah, and then run away
0: just go pawn it you know so he could buy more lottery tickets
1: the uh, death by brick phone is a thing that's gonna date this movie <laughs> someone gets their head uh, bashed in with a brick phone one of these uh, big black phones a la 1993 so uh, there's always that. Uh, I know they were sort of heavy, but I don't know if you could kill someone necessarily <laughs> with one swipe.
0: And I don't think that's the only thing dating this movie. <laughs> Product of its time.
1: Yeah, exactly. It doesn't linger on a lot or a lot of graphic stuff because it doesn't have any chops to do it. And that includes sort of how it, con- how it concludes. Uh, you know, it just finishes uh, quickly, it doesn't linger on scenes. And it, we, got a, we got a very bad jump in the air type of ending. Oh my god! <laughs> Did you notice that it was sort of off? You know, from Wong Jing movies, that they all jump in the air and go wah, but because they sort of ju- they, they they jump back, they look they look down yeah. on something and they jump back, wah! you know, up in the air, back and not up in the air, you know, like uh, like hands out, flailing kind of thing. So they can't even do the wah ending right.
0: And this is after a movie that has had almost no comedy in it whatsoever. You know.
1: Yeah, it, it it is the only thing because it ends on cheery, the chirp, chirpy music. Like, where did this come from? Did they realize too late that, oh my God, people wanted it to be funny too. We forgot to craft the Austin Y role, the cop, the, the younger cop, as a Danny Lee type of role. We forgot to do that with William Ho. So what else do they do? You guys know Wong Jing? Totes he 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 does the Y ending where we jump up in the air. Yeah, let's do that, but just do it really awkwardly because we're not because <laughs> we're, we're really not. awkward. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, uh, as sort of choppy as the review sounds, it's sort of what the movie is. But I I don't I don't rewatch it constantly or anything. But I when I do see it, I I'm sort of reminded of just how fascinating 1993 could be. Any type of filmmaking got green lit, you know, whether you were good at it or not, whether you were doing anything original or not original whether it's a highly incoherent patchwork, as long as it has something that will have the Category 3 stamp on it, boom! Out in the cinema and out quickly as well, because many of these movies, because there were so many movies, didn't get extensive play or anything and I doubt this uh, stayed for like more than two weeks in the cinema if that exactly that's the that's the reaction we're looking for (laughs) but no regrets right no regrets no it's enjoyable enough for
0: being a piece of sleaze you know but uh, it's far from anything that you want to sit there and recommend to other people
1: yeah the the spikes in terms of frequency are very 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 tiny you know it's sort of like ooh Mm. okay like even oh I forgot to mention this I, I love that they sort of desperately want to make that um, back room set lit from uh, outside to have um, to to craft the atmos. so they even have holes in the door at one point it like, looks like, like make holes in the door does anybody have a gun or something just so lights can go through it and the shot can be more atmospheric <laughs> because the door is broken
0: yeah like, and that's really what you want when you have your, like, uh, lair where you're killing the other human beings.
1: You know? Exactly. Like, and, uh, Broken door. It's not, like, isolated. It's, it seems like it's very close to the dining area, all of this. <laughs> Jeez. And, and no one's there either. So uh, no wonder no wonder he can get away with it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to discuss it just there uh, because we, uh, we wanted to do a quick episode for a couple of reasons. But... Uh, a rip-off, a category-free rip-off, that, that's always, uh, always good to have in there, you know. That existed too, not uh, just pure originality uh, in uh, droves or anything. Uh, but as for availability, this is absent from DVD and no one really have tried to you know, special edition this shit or anything based on the rip-off factor. Like, uh, get a load of this, the untold story light. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Hong Kong VCD and US uh, might have exi- uh, uh, existed. Uh, Hong Kong VCD did exist, and there was also a laser disc in the US from World Video, which was what we watched, and it was letterboxed and subtitled. So, that's all you need for a category three movie. So, yeah, we uh, I'm not going to uh, sort of pretend that both movies we cover this episode are good. They just sort of are products of 1993, and that includes the second movie of this episode, Erotic journey so have your if you do watch it uh, keep a pen and paper nearby and and jot down uh, how many sex scenes there are and who is having sex with who and uh, sort of uh, make a map of uh, how everything's interconnected in this magnolia shortcut kind of style you know i'm sure you'll come through with a theory or the theory is that uh, there's just a bunch of sex scenes
0: tied together by very loose script
1: exactly an erotic journey well we'll be the judge of that so we're gonna take a musical break and talk of another uh, cheaply made product from 1993 so uh, sit tight And welcome back for this second excursion into, not rip-off territory, this one is just, is more ripping off the rating territory, it's just cash in on the rating, it's 1993, everybody and their uncles are squeezing out these movies, we can too. You know, so erotic journey from 1993, ta-da. <laughs> and uh, so they went to, to, they had a little bit of vacation and shot a, shot a smutty movie in the jungles of Thailand, so... Uh, it's about the following and it's the plot from my review of the film, Three Friends among them, Chan Wing Chi, the co-star of False Lady a much better movie <laughs> that was the lady in the in, in, in um, oh, I've forgotten his name, how, how can I forget the third, third Cox, uh, Coxman's uh, name Chu, Li Chung Ling, is that his name? yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the wonderful third Coxman of uh, Category 3 uh, Li Chung Ling. so his character was uh, inhabited by Chang Wing Chi for False Lady. And that was a rather good movie. She was a rather good actress. In this movie, she's in it. <laughs> you know, just like uh, just like people are. She's in it. So she's part of Free Friends, a little bit of a tomboy. And uh, she, they travel to Thailand for fun. And they're getting it instantly. Sex galore across the board leads to unintentional involvement with drug smugglers. And eventually time in a women's labor camp. Talking gritty stuff like that. Oh man... So, is it uh, a WIP movie for the ages, spiced up with some, some finely-tuned exploitation elements, Joshua? <laughs> he, he said, try not to sound sarcastic. Uh, no, no it is not. Is it an erotic journey, at the very least? Uh... <laughs> 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 it's kind of, I don't
0: know, I mean, it depends. I mean, there's a lot of nudity, and they go from one place to another. So I guess you could call it that. I mean, it's not too far off the beaten path. I mean, the movie literally opens with a woman stepping out of a shower and just taking off a robe. Like it's immediate. Boom. No, no credits. No nothing. credits.
1: No production company. No, <laughs> no. No nothing. Like so, if you're sitting down like comfortably with your with your popcorn, like you're getting your sellable element right away. <laughs> it's, I wonder
0: if it showed in like little theaters like that too. Just like, boop. Here you go. Like, whoa, oh shit, did I miss something?
1: Like, the preview for the unpublicizable file, and then this movie started. <laughs> <laughs> like, that looks shit. I, I bet our movie's better. Unpublicizable file, next week. <laughs> exactly. So, they, it's the quickest nudity in a Category free movie I've ever seen. Like, yeah. uh, under five seconds, uh, you know. Uh, it, it's the pre-credits fucking Before the Holiday. You know the good times in a movie, and the good times in a common-looking bedroom, uh, and uh, you know uh, it's realistic. I tell you, Joshua. <laughs> how how
0: crazy is it? Like it begins with the old girl; she's having sex with her uh, significant other, this guy, because she had sex with him twice the night before, and then she had sex with him that morning. And it's also that he doesn't fool around while she goes to Thailand with her friends.
1: This is the most interesting tangent of the movie because it it he doesn't attempt this, but it is on the screen this uh, hypocritical nature to uh, uh-huh. to fidelity. You know, <laughs> it's crazy because like the very next
0: thing, okay, they get in the, I think they're waiting for a car or a bus yeah. at the time, and they, and then they then automatically they're in Thailand and they pretty much have an orgy. With three guys.
1: Yeah, so the the lady who has said, like, well, I had sex so much with my man that uh, he's not going to be able to have sex until I come back. And I have to tell you, these are Hong Kong males, lady. Uh, Hong Kong males are ready to go in uh, in an instant. Uh, You know, as soon as you were out the door, he was out clubbing or something.
0: He was just looking for the next pair of busts.
1: Exactly. You know, he doesn't look like the glass-eyed sort of Charlie Cho but yes, he's a Hong Kong male, it's a Hong Kong movie, so you figure it out, you paranoid woman, you. Uh, So, it's the only part of the movie that's really interesting because it's the sort of interplay between women and men that uh, insecurities and paranoia, but obviously the movie isn't intending to be a grand statement on this, Joshua, right? Or is it?
0: Maybe it is. Maybe we're just not reading it right. It's like Lynch, you know, you pick ideas. (laughs) out of the sky and, you know, and the balloons the... flow
1: down over thailand <laughs> that was one of the
0: balloons you know and we just didn't and you're
1: right on, write, on one out. of the balloons you're right coop <laughs> coop Coop, get in here what albert what did you say the girls look like little chihuahuas as they have sex
0: <laughs> he's not here gordon he never was
1: what this does not Thailand.
0: We're not gonna talk about Judy. We're not gonna talk about her at all. So David Bowie in there now.
1: So yes, uh, the, the, this movie, right off the bat, you have to understand something. Listen, to that It's calculated filmmaking, and it's it has one idea that it barely manages to sort of execute over ninety minutes because. It's exploitation. It's darker exploitation elements, the labor camp and the violence that come with that. That's there, but they don't have enough of it. They don't have enough of an idea of even how to do that, how to be super European with this sort of jungle movies and the horrors in the jungle. So, because they can't do that, and they need to get it to feature length, there's only one solution to that, and that is to have at least double-digit sex scenes in this movie. Literally, I think. By our one, they're up to at least seven or eight.
0: Yeah. To me, some of the most interesting bits was before they even got into the labor camp. I, I thought, you know, the whole stuff with, uh, you know, we got two different drug dealers, uh, two different drug deals going on with the three guys that they ended up hooking up with and having an uh, orgy with at the beginning of the movie, basically. You know, we get... You know, back and forth, uh, the guys going and you know, doing drug deals and they come upon Dickway and they
1: have this big fight with some wow, 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 big fight. Uh, you know, really it, uh. it in, Joshua. I know it's a sort of the best part of the movie because D- Dickway looks okay, but believe me when I say this, this fight was conceptualized five minutes before. They did some exactly. rehearsing. They did some kicking. Dickway fucked off. So don't make it sound like this is the thirty six Chamber of Shaolin style fighting here.
0: No, yes it it, it it looks highly choreographed like they, very slow as well
1: it's sort of ifd style in terms of like it's it's quickly conceived right, there's yeah, some yeah, yeah. skill but it's over very quickly
0: so you know all that was kind of heading in an interesting direction and for fucking whatever reason you know the god plot is so weak like the girls we see them Like, during this drug deal, we see the girls on a bridge somewhere, and they're like, hey, we should go back to our apartment and get away from these guys. Right?
1: Mm, Yeah, yeah, they happen to walk past the the deal making that goes on, I guess.
0: So, Oh, yeah, so, like, in Thailand, they just happen to be walking by the same like park slash mansion or, you know, mansion yard or whatever the fuck this drug deal is going on, and they just happen to walk by and they happen to, like, be staring at this You know, bag that holds cocaine or whatever, and the cops walk upon them after our three drug dealers have skedaddled from a murder.
1: Or even cops, because there's no, they end up in a labor camp. So it's it's like a big commentary on Thailand's justice system.
0: (laughs) It is. It is. Like so, they get. Blamed for man, this movie fucking <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Like I don't even, I don't even know if I should try.
1: Like, well, I well, try well you're on a roll, of... man. You're on a roll, man. Like uh, you, uh, you, got the fever, you got the fury. <laughs> you're like so, this fucking, uh-huh. this fucking movie. Let me tell you something, listeners. Like uh, on, on my soapbox, I go. <laughs> yeah, but
0: you know, it, it's like they don't even try. Like it, it's, it's, it's vague attempts, and then. It, they, once they get into the prison camp, it's like they give up for a good thirty minutes.
1: Yeah, because we lose our actresses too. So they go, they go, they go anonymous, uh, anonymous uh, girls uh, tie or not um, having sex with the prison guards. And and if I can just reel back to the uh, hotel orgy scene, you can argue sometimes that they're trying to make it real, but that's not really what we we want with porno, you know, it's, it, it, when, when it's real with porno is when they, they try to make it look like it's shot like reality. But this yeah. is a movie, man. This is a movie on 35mm and if you're gonna shoot the orgy for that long then at least bring some chops to it. Uh, granted, the Chan Wing Chi scene, uh, you know, the short head lady out of false mm-hmm. lady, her scene looks a little bit more sensual and she's into it, but even her, I mean, she's she, she's just... She's hired for boobs, and so are the other girls. I mean, it's kind of depressing that way, so transparent, that uh, we're just going to shoot like, (laughs) for five, seven, eight minutes, you know, across the three couples that uh, make up the orgy. And if that was the only filler scene, fine. But it's sort of the theme of the movie, isn't it? That uh, any opportunity where you can actually lie down. You know, any area where we're at where you can lie down that is not vertical. That, that's a sex scene. <laughs> when,
0: when they get into the prison camp stuff, they literally have the same exact reason for a sex scene, like twice in a row with two different women. The woman tries to basically escape and then the guard comes up and says, where are you trying to go? And she's like, I'll do anything not to
1: be in trouble. Because I'm a lady like that, that I can feel... This was dubbed in English. This would be my accent. Gee golly, mister.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mister, have you heard of the balloons? Before we have sex, I'd like to talk about these
1: balloons. Would have, been, would have made it better. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but, but you're right. Like they, 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 They're so, uh, so so desperate for filler to get it up to 85, 90 minutes that they, they, they do that twice and they miss the point of making it horrific for her. It's supposed to be horrific for her because she's forced into this by these guards that are in the position of authority and they can essentially rape her as they like but they just sort of make it into a, a shared pleasure. Yeah. but but not share pleasure in that sort of straw dogs kind of like oh my god way. no eh, she's into it it's fine Pr- prison is not that fucking bad there's
0: that scene where there's like a three way between uh um, oh, so with awkward. two guards <laughs> yeah but <laughs> this, yeah it's like dp basically but you know it's a three way and the woman she really did not want to be involved at the beginning but like immediately as soon as they start having sex she's totally into it
1: I found that less amusing because I, I, I wondered, like, you don't need to be that smart as a filmmaker to sort of make the mood unpleasant. It's clearly something, they're forced to be there, this is the situation they can be in. But no, these filmmakers, and now that I'm talking about it, that makes it amusing, This these filmmakers just argue that, well, everybody's horny. So why would why wouldn't they be horny in the in 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 out and about and uh uh having sex on the leaves and on the ground and uh masturbating in their cages and have lesbian freeways like everybody's horny, everybody can relate to that. We're making relatable cinema. You know, it's that kind of like, really guys. Really guys, and I'm saying guys, they no woman made this, okay?
0: There's even a sex scene like immediately following a sequence like during the big escape, which spoiler alert, they try to escape at the end. Uh there's the big scene, you know, they, they're they covered in leeches after getting out of, like, crocodile-infested water. And there's an sex scene immediately <laughs> after. <afterwards. laughs> like, you just
1: pulled a leech off of your skin. You really feel like going in? Right. That looks like real leeches that they put on the actresses. Or All just right. uh, made them wade into the water and how however many leeches came out. And that will be it. Uh, doesn't that hurt to pull, pull off leeches? Don't they have, like, teeth and shit?
0: Yeah, so a lot of times people use knives to get them off and stuff. What about uh that snake sequence, the biting of the snake? What do you
1: think of that? That that was um uh, unexpectedly unpleasant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, ah. and, and it was it was really what I was hoping the movie would go for. I like did. You got the jungle, mm-hmm. you got the like, exploitation style of thinking, meaning that. You, we're going to do like heinous things and politically incorrect things, but they don't use the environment of. They, they clearly have the concept in their, in their head that we can use the environment of the jungle for horrific things. You know, animals can kill them and we can threaten the girls with animals. But this scene where uh, I think the snake is dead. I don't know. But regardless, uh, a girl, and this is not an effect, a girl is literally forced to do something very unpleasant. And that is just to simply bite the head of a snake off a snake and the blood that comes out of its uh well, neck i suppose i don't know if you call it a neck it just spurts um squirts uh, like right onto her mouth and her teeth and shit like that mm-hmm. we- which is really okay we're are we're we are an exploitation movie but it's that moment, man. It's one moment where they they sort of like, look at us. We're sort of edgy, aren't we? But they didn't go all cannibal holocaust on us and like rode that shit. You know, no. if we're going to be edgy and wrong, we're going to do it from beginning to end. No, it's just that. And, and, and therefore, it's more um, literally unpleasant and sort of unnecessary where you're just sort of like, hey, look at us. We made this girl eat the head of a snake. I
0: don't know. It certainly looked real as she pulled away, and you could see the flesh kind of like you know pull apart. There's no way but, that
1: was an effect, though. I don't know.
0: I, I'm just the the amount of blood that popped out of there.
1: I don't know. I mean, he 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 held it tight though, so maybe like the I don't know. Maybe if you hey, hold it tight, bite the head off, or rip the head off, there, there's gonna be a little bit of a blood spurt because I don't know <laughs> how this I haven't done it, Joshua. I haven't done this.
0: <laughs> I've seen, you know their heads cut off with machetes and stuff like that. And I've never... Like a snake, I've seen its head cut off with a machete. And there wasn't, like, an explosion of blood like that. But, I mean, there's always different, you know, possibilities. I don't know. Maybe a fucker, I don't
1: know. Well, if that was an effect, I'm kind of... um uh, I'm kind of shocked why they didn't uh, pursue effects work in the other big snake sequence because that snake sequence where that they, was terrible. They they use cutaways to to sell it uh, yeah. so, and just explain briefly what to do with one of the la- two to uh due to one of the ladies as punishment as a form of punishment for trying
0: to escape. I believe it was uh, they bury a girl up to her shoulders basically in the sand and then they unleash a, a large snake. I guess supposed to be like an anaconda type deal. And uh, the snake, like you said, a lot of cutaways and everything. And I think the snake, it's supposed to choke her, right? That's what it's supposed to be doing.
1: Well, well, it does, but the, you never see it crawl, crawl onto her neck. You just see uh, people reacting, ah! And then they cut to the snake being wrapped around her, being there still, and then, and then um, going away.
0: The snake is very loosely
1: draped around her neck at that, you know? And, and, and granted, I don't know how you would do that effect, but if the prior scene was an effect, you would think that someone would have a little bit of a know-how on, in how to sell it on screen, but uh, they, they, they just use cutaways. It doesn't work. I would
0: have just wrapped the snake one more time around it so that you couldn't see the big gap between her neck and the opening of that little the snake, you know? Yeah, exactly. Just double them.
1: Double up. After that, we get about three, four more sex scenes. I guess like there's no, uh, no. There, there's no depressing factor where we sort of feel for these girls being in the prison. Most of the time, mm. it's not too bad. You know, you can belong to a gang, you can have lesbian freeways, and uh, it's not, not too bad of a holiday, as it turns. Almost, out.
0: almost a four way too.
1: Exactly, exactly. The only thing that made my heart raise a little bit is that they placed the scorpion on Chan Wing Chi's uh, like uh, heel or foot. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you can extract poison from scorpions. Uh, they are poisonous, right? Or well, can be. Yeah, yeah. They so, can. but but still, they have their little uh, claw fingers, you know, and that mm-hmm. that's like nightmare fuel for me. So, so <laughs> uh, so good on Chan Wing Chi for you know <laughs> allowing that to be on her for a little bit. Uh, uh, and 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 off screen, it apparently has bitten her. So you get that horribly strained. Uh, drama with the doctor that's uh, and the romantic relationship that follows uh, you know it, it's it's so like drama how do we do drama let's have him be a drunk and um, then having be so drunk that he actually sees his old flame when he sees Chan Wing-chi you know and he, it's that sort of there's no lead up and there's no, no skill to perform it either. it's just sort of done put it's it, uh, like when i said with the unpublicizable fire they have the element they sort of look at each other is that where you put it? I think that's where you put it. Put it there and see if the movie still runs. Oh, it is running. We did. We did it, guys. We did it. It's there. It's there. The movie's still running. It's still in focus. We still have a movie. Like it's so oddly sort of uh, um, not oddly, but just sort of uh, it's strained, isn't it?
0: Bizarre. And it's like, what did we need? We needed another love interest. You know what I'm saying? Like she had one back in Hong Kong. Now then, she had the drug dealer, and now she has him. It's like, man, this girl just can't can't meet a man without falling in love.
1: Oh, that was rather poetic, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you, you found a secret of the movie. It's to change my view on everything now.
0: Uh, there it is. It, you see, it's an idea and it comes down. And you just you follow the ideas with the balloon. You see?
1: And you do a hand gesture as well, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I literally was. I literally was. I was pulling the balloon down from the sky and everything. You know? as I did
1: him. There's no deep romantic connection between those, as we said, and there's no excitement as they bust out of the labor camp, so there's no uh, more action or gory depth or anything. I mean, the the best thing I can say about this movie is yes, I, I find it amusing that it, it's made the way it is, with so much sex scenes as filler, and uh, that that's amusing to me, because I like this genre, and uh, I also think the actresses, uh, especially the the trio, they're decently into the sex scenes, you know. Um, they sell it well. The, the doctor guy that has sex multiple times with Chan Wing Chi.
0: And all of them at the end.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, because it's that kind of movie. He looks awful as he oh, 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 lo- 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 <laughs> uh, closes uh. his eyes and looks into the ceiling. Like, he just looks awful. Like, guy, 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 really, 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 in. Really. Uh, but it is the kind of movie where they all escape, and uh, everything's fine, and when one best friend has sex, the rest of the best friends, sort of, they, they're they in tune with that. So what do, what do they do? Do they sit down and feel happy for their friend? Uh, you know, in silence? Do they mind their own business? No, <laughs> no. no they, they don't. Of course they start, because this is how the movie operates. They start to individually masturbate, and then... <laughs> This was what what killed me. Because the scene is designed, the final scene is designed as the doctor got out and he found love. Chan Wing Chi got out and found another love, a new love. And and their sex scene, their final sex scene is supposed to be a crescendo of emotions and feelings and love. And when he's done with her, she's all passed out, by the way, because he's such a fucking dynamo. And then what happens, Joshua, right after she passes out?
0: The other two girls come walking into the room <laughs> buck naked and like, let's go.
1: <laughs> I mean and, and and it's not designed as like, oh my god, what are you doing? Of course we were best friends. No, it's just like life.
0: I didn't understand, like is it supposed to be that you know, she would be okay with it because her and her friends are so close, or something. Or is it that she's passed out and he's basically cheating on her? You know, I, I have no idea. I, this relationship.
1: Well, well, the uh, non-verbal isn't uh, isn't the uh, the strength here. The nonverbal is just causing confusion <laughs> for us. Yeah. Now. So yes, erot- an erotic journey, rather than well, it's a journey that had a lot of fucking, but you wouldn't name this fucking journey, or anything. Well, it's a fu- it's a fucking journey, of course, but. Uh, Amusing, just because of the volume of uh, commercialism going on here, but is it executing it co- uh, commercialism well? Well, not really. It's not. Mm-hmm. It, it's not um, setting the world on fire in terms of eroticism and and uh, sensual pleasure and raw sensual pleasure or anything. Nope, not really. It's um, some 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 sex that they shot.
0: Yeah, some sex that they shot. That's the movie. Oh,
1: that's the movie. Uh, and as for availability, this was only put out by Mea on Laserdisc. Back in the day, we got everything, you know, in some shape or form. Nowadays, obviously, we're not going to get a movie like this. I think Tai Seng probably did a VHS of that master, too, because I've seen a Tai Seng, uh, VHS cover. Uh, it's subtitled, uh, this Laserdisc, it's clear, leather boxed, so it ticks the boxes for the kind of movie that we're looking at. Uh, as I said, I found a very odd factoid about this movie's release history because when I looked it up there was um, a Japanese VHS as well which is not revolutionary or anything of course they no. they, they found a category free movie, they wanted to release it in Japan no shock there and then the notes said that um, the movie was 2 hours on Japanese VHS I was like, ah, come on. No, no, that must be a misprint. I mean, maybe two hours, including, I don't know, trailers or something. But no, a friend of mine confirmed that this movie runs nearly two hours on Japanese VHS. Oh, man. But it's not extra sex, apparently. Or not a lot of extra oh. sex. There's no extra violence. No. It's just filled with more dialogue. More sensational dialogue imagine two hours of this joshua (laughs) i (laughs) kind of want to get it i don't i don't don't. and i want i don't know how and why i mean they had the footage and maybe some japanese business salesperson wondered if they could get an exclusive because they saw a poster at the film market of this and they, they assembled all they had, maybe. <laughs> took two hours and they shipped it off to Japan, boom. Because they, this wasn't the case for every Category 3 movie that they got extensive, extended editions elsewhere. Uh, like in Taiwan, it, it could have been extended, but uh, most of the nudity would have been cut anyway. In Taiwan. So, I don't know imagine two hours of this <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't i don't think there's any extra sort of oomph that was cut from the hong kong version because why wouldn't they include that like uh, more if they had animal cruelty i'm sure that would have been included in the hong kong version but yeah it, it is a longer movie i mean at least 20-25 minutes extra that is crazy no category 3 movie ran this long and uh, then it wasn't needed yeah, it blew me away that that was actually a fact. Uh, a friend of mine had a Japanese connection, he uh, and he knew of it, and plus he could read the cover, and it said two hours. And normally the Japanese were very good with uh, providing good specs, correct specs. So yeah, <laughs> erotic journey and the uh, elusive two-hour version.
0: All I can say is I, c- I can't wait for the twilight time blue, you know, <laughs> limited it's edition <laughs> that uh-huh, will
1: that not be- sell out. In this case, <laughs> right. <laughs> Joshua pre-booked his and Ken's, uh, maybe Jared. That's it. That's that Three. We have three five thousand left. What are we gonna do? <laughs>
0: uh, they might want to go one thousand on this one, yeah. just to
1: you know, bundle it in secret with another repress of Fright Night or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> just cut their losses and run that way. Yes. Like, what's this erotic journey? The cover for Japanese uh, art is pretty good. It's it's a shot of. Uh, Chan Wing Chi on the so-called crucifix. It's an ex that she's attached to. It is a minor scene in the movie where, as punishment, they're put on crucifixes, but we don't get an extended scene where they leave them out in the sun or anything like that. No, you're on crucifixes now. Cut to some sex scene probably. So the, 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 there's no danger here. There's no edge or danger. But yeah, amusing in parts, but uh, it's the, these two movies represent category three filmmaking at its most commercially transparent, I think. Which yeah. is uh, a fascination in itself, but uh, doesn't make for fluid, flawless uh, cinema, certainly. What would David Lynch say about the two-hour version? David Lynch?
0: Well, <laughs> I, you got these balloons, right?
1: <laughs> God
0: damn it, David.
1: You do it for long. <laughs> Slower. And he costs Laura Dern. And afterwards, when she is due for the award, I'll bring out a cow you... and sit He's... outside the Academy Awards. Erotic journey, Laura Dern, a cow, an award, and balloons. You remember that story? <laughs> Where yes, he, uh, one man sort of um, um, sort of uh, cheerleading team for Laura Dern. Getting an Oscar nod for Inland Empire, and he did it next to a cow. Did that have any reference to Inland Empire, or it was just David Lynch's weirdness? <laughs> or did I just... Or did I just answer my own question? I think
0: you did. I think David wins. Laura is not a cow.
1: Goop. <laughs> Oh, uh, I like uh, my, my vague David Lynch impression. Uh, I only like to do it as he speaks loudly. I know David doesn't, of course. But, uh, obviously, yeah. you know you are witnessing a front-free quarter view of a cow having a tender moment. <laughs> Get ready again, Sonny. It's gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> So there it is. That's one of the sweetest couples on TV. I thought that was so sweet, Matt Damon and David Lynch. Out of all things to work, sort of romantically, even though they, they she's with Bobby at that point, but still, um, yeah, like 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 the girls in this movie, man. Uh, like she, as soon as another man arrives Just on the scene, love. yep.
0: It so,
1: is there. It is yes. Uh, okay, we uh, were supposed to do uh, a show. Uh, on um, another pair of movies but we announced it last time but we couldn't do it because we do want King Who on that episode so at some point in the future where the next episode we are going to look at Pang Ho Chung's 2012 comedy Vulgaria which is a comedy about remaking a 1976 erotic movie called Confessions of a Concubine and that movie exists it's a real movie Uh, so we're looking at both whenever we can. So hopefully we can get King Who onto that episode and talk uh, some modern Category free comedy about making Category free movies. Because we, we kind of like... King Who!
0: <laughs> that's the kind of guy that makes you wish you spoke a little French.
1: <laughs> and that makes sense, of course. <laughs> oh, man. So yes, that's uh, the plan for next time. Uh, hopefully we can get it done because I, I like whenever we discuss uh, Category free movies about making. Category free movies, you know. So, as we always say, hopefully it's legendary. It's <laughs> hey legendary. In 25 <laughs> years, it's going to be legendary. Legendary. I mean, balloon. Thank God I don't need to do contact information anymore because uh, this, uh, this time, you <laughs> know, I would just lose it. But anyway, for all your podcast on Fire Network needs, including social media links and uh, all the Twin Peaks links that are relevant to this show. I'll put those in the show post and uh, all the social media links. But we also have that on the main page, so just click the handy buttons and uh, pick whatever show on the network you like. We don't have a David Lynch show, well, we do now, I guess. Well, we'll work on expanding, if you will. But um, that is, uh, at any rate, uh, everything you need to um, for this episode. And the rest of the network is on podcastonfire.com. So let's stop the fucking and this um, and sort of um, uh, you listeners should stop the. Uh, What would you say? Instead of saying a podcast, uh, let's uh, stop the fucking and this unpublicizable Apple device program. Stop that now. That's as strained as how they came up with that title. (laughs) Stop your Apple device program.
0: You think you can watch a film on your
1: phone? Are you... What what was it? On your...
0: Fucking
1: telephone. Yeah, it's the one of the sole instances where I've heard David Lynch curse. Give me a break. <laughs> well, now he has to be content with that. Like it's 2017, man. We're gonna watch. Uh, yeah. We're gonna watch Twin Peaks on our phones. So yeah, it's being streamed now. Yeah, it's being streamed. You sound and like David Lynch <laughs> because if you talk like that for a decent amount of times and balloons, you're gonna Balloon. turn into David Lynch.